Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence and Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Two Dudes in a Kitchen. It's Wells and Tyler with you, and uh, today's going to be a different type of episode. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. You know, we've been talking about this since we launched the podcast, and since you know the podcast is starting to like pick up steam, and it's kind of become a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought a Q and A thing might be kind of fun, so we pulled a bunch of questions uh, off of our uh, IG page that you know uh listeners of the podcast have jumped on and say listen hey what about this what about that and uh, i think we got a pretty good list together yeah we've got a bunch of questions from the uh the instagram account by the way if you're not following please go do it's two dudes in a kitchen on instagram i feel like there's a lot of them so i feel like we should just get going we have so many freaking questions from so many listeners out there and i think that everyone's really going to love this uh episode because you really do have just wealth of knowledge when it comes to cooking um, and so I'm excited for this because I'm going to learn a lot as well. So we'll start with um, the first question coming from Kathy. She asked, what, what are the best pans for everyday cooking? You know, that's a great question because you can really spend a little bit of money and have a, a short-term success, or you can spend a lot of money if you really want to and have long long-term successes in the kitchen when it comes to cooking, right? So it's the old adage that like, a, you know, a, a $300 pair of shoes will last you three times as long as a $100 pair of shoes, right? It's just a thing. So I think you got to get good cookware, right? Now there's a lot of places to get that. Of course, there's Amazon, you know, Williams, Sonoma, so many different places you can go. And I, I think if you can uh, and get a really great brand that has uh, a nice range of products, so you're not buying bits and pieces of different pieces of cookware. Um, uh, I really like Heston. You know, Heston's kind of an up and coming brand out of California. 
Um, their Nanobond cookware, it's a little pricey, but I think it's fantastic. You can buy the pieces one at a time um, as Christmas rolls around, as your birthday rolls around, as your as your partner's birthday and, and Christmas rolls around. You can buy each other uh, you know, a piece of the collection as you start to build up. Um, I think there's lots of different great uh, uh, cookware out there, but my favorite has to be Heston Nanobond, uh, hands down. I think it's the world's greatest cookware. Uh, this stuff is absolutely spectacular because the, it's the technology and the material they use uh, because it's so um uh finally um, um the, the the surface of the cookware is, is so microscopic smooth that that it's virtually non-stick and and the performance is just like at another level uh it's it's i think it's the world's greatest cookware all right Listen, there's Maiden's a great brand. I think they make yeah. some really great stuff. You know, All Cloud's a really great brand. Uh, they make some great stuff too. Um, but go kick the can. I, I think if you're going to make a purchase, um, if you're going to, you know, because sometimes cookware can be one of those things that we're just going to, you know, we're going to buy a couple of big things this year, you know, and cookware is going to be one of them. And yeah. expect to spend, you know, $1,500 on a 10-piece set, yeah. right? Um, and another big thing that's really, really important is make sure you got a great, big nonstick pan, like a good, like a 16 or 18 inch nonstick pan. Um, that way you're making like, you know, crispy chicken cutlets, or you're making like really perfectly crispy salmon or, or, you know, uh, sunny side up eggs or scrambled eggs, whatever's for a big batch of people. Um, I love my nonstick stuff for sure. How do you feel? Do you feel like everyone should have a cast iron skillet? Cast iron is another biggie for sure. Now, what I like to use my cast iron for is probably, you know, a little non-conventional, but I like to cook with my cast iron outside on the grill hmm. and kind of use it as like a little mini plancha. Um, so we just wrapped up uh, American Grill, my 17th cookbook. It's going to be out next spring. And we, it was surprising how creative we actually got using cast iron cookware. But I really love it. And, you know, and I don't like to quote unquote grill. Like I, I think sometimes putting, you know, meat on a, on a grate is not the best opportunity for the meat to, to, you know, caramelize and get nice and beautiful on the outside. Um, I really like it when it's seared. Now, if you can kind of mix that with a charcoal smoke or mix that with a hard fuel smoke, um, like, like wood or oak or hickory or mesquite or something like that, you can have a really, really special product. Um, but I use um, a non, I use a cast iron pan and also a cast iron, uh, what looks like a uh, pancake uh, griddle. Uh, and some, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's it's like it's probably maybe 24 inches long, and it's like on one side it's got like grill lines, and mm -hmm. the other side nice and flat. Um, just look it up on on Amazon. But that's my like a uh, big huge metal slab that I throw on the grill, and I use that all the time to just sear my big tomahawks, or if we're gonna cook some steaks or cook some filet mignon, because I really like the caramelization of. Uh, like a really great cast iron pan versus uh, just a regular like metal pan, specifically outside. Speaking of cooking surfaces, Sammy asks, what's your take on gas stoves versus electric stoves? I think electric's the future, man. Really? I think it's the, yeah, I think electric is the absolute future. There, now there's a, a romanticism with using gas, right? Because you get this like beautiful fire and you feel like it's kind of primal and you know, you're, you're touching the, the heat's touching your food. Um, I, that's one side of it. The other side of it is it's expensive. It's messy. Uh, there's lots of information that's coming out that those gas fumes aren't really good for you to breathe on a regular basis. And gas, uh, and I'm sorry, electric uh, induction burners have come 
such a long way. The technology is fabulous. 10 years ago, they were just really clunky. Like they were hard to turn on, hard to turn off, hard to get really good, even heat. They would just randomly, you know, just shoot up straight to as high as they possibly can and shut off again. But right now, if I had to redo my kitchens, uh, I think I would go all electric. I really, really would. Because I, I think the maintenance is a lot easier to keep up with. I, I think they're cleaner. Um, I think they're modular. So if one breaks, you just replace it and just kind of slide in another one. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think gas is on the way out. Wow. I did not expect that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Gas is on the way out. Electric is the jam. I saw that. Um, have you heard of magnetic yeah. stoves? It's like you, you can put your hand on it. It's not hot. Then you put uh, you know, a pan on it and it'll heat it up. That's how crazy induction technology has come. Yeah. And, you know, there's lots of great companies that are uh, producing and, and you and you can kind of put these anywhere in your kitchen too, right? I mean, this one thing about, you know, uh, the the fact that, I mean, think about it for a second, right? Think about the, the feng shui of cooking for your family and having to face the wall because that's where the gas outlet is closest to, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the reason that stoves are kind of up against the wall and new modern electric uh, induction cooktop burners are really more forward facing. So you're actually kind of facing the group. So when you and I were cooking in my studio up in Mill Valley a couple of weeks ago, um, Breville makes a spectator. Now it's a little pricey too. They're about 1500 bucks a piece, but we use it all the time and it is a workhorse and it's never failed us. And it's called the uh, Breville Control Freak. And it's a, it's a, uh, uh, in, uh, electric induction cooktop where you can hold a precise temperature. I think, you know, that's another really great way to, to, to have a perfectly set temperature, uh, because like, you know, uh, uh, successful cooking can randomly be perfected, but when, when it gets to like my level and the level in the restaurants, it's, it's about science. You know, it's like, well, if you want perfect every single time, you have to get into like the minutiae details. And sometimes like these, like, you know, perfect burners, we can get that exact temperature where the salmon begins to slowly caramelize and the fat starts to melt and it gets crispy, but doesn't overcook. Like those are the details I'm looking at for sure. And I just love, love, love uh, where um, electric cooktops have come. And I think it's the future. Interesting. I like that. The idea of cooking uh, towards everybody. Uh, yeah, because like, like you, you want to enjoy the the group, right? Yeah. You want to enjoy the the company and, and not have to like, you know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. TikTok trend alert. Uh, Kayla asks, have you tried smashed Brussels sprouts? Yeah, I, I feel like I have not because I was really trying to think about that. I saw that question. I was trying to jot down some notes on top of that. So remember like Chef Stewart a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had this, uh, this uh, chef from Ireland, super mm-hmm. funny guy. Now, so he, we, we were talking about a dish called Colcannon. Uh, which is not only one of my favorite dishes, period, but one of my favorite dishes in the spring, right? Now that dish specifically uses cabbage, but I think you could substitute its like little baby cousin Brussels sprouts. And I think you could have a really, really great dish uh, by making a nice fluffy buttery mashed potato, roasting Brussels sprouts, and then kind of smashing them and folding them in with like chunks of fresh ham and then uh, like really, really good olive oil. Some people throw peas in it, like fresh mint and parsley is a nice little touch. And you get this like big bowl of yummy food uh, that I think Brussels sprouts are really great for. Now, we've got a side dish here um, at Miller and Lux in Vail um, that that it's a, it's a Brussels sprouts uh, tossed with a chili crisp and XO sauce, which are just fire with a, a 45-day drive steak. Uh, that sounds amazing. Doesn't it? Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. 
Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Taylor asks, what's the best way to make pesto? Blender, food processor, or something else? Now, you, you look like a big pesto guy. You make pesto? It's funny. My wife is a big pesto lady, yeah. and she's the one who makes the pesto. But so, I do love pesto. How do you make pesto? Let's talk about it. I think there's a lot of different ways to get there. Well, so the way that Sarah does it, one, you need pine nuts, yeah, correct? For sure. Um, and then you need parsley, but yeah. then she also will throw in some basil and some cilantro as well. So she'll kind of throw in a bunch of the, of the greens. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. And then it, there's a lot of olive oil, correct? Yeah. And I mean, garlic? technically what you're talking about is it, it's, it's not, it's not correct, but, but whatever, I'm sure okay. that tastes delicious, <laughs> right? I mean, who cares, right? Yeah. So, so pesto itself is, is one of the world's greatest sauces and it was invented in, uh, in Genoa. Right, so it's on the uh, it's, it's on the uh, uh, the the west coast of Italy, uh, uh, really kind of close to uh, to 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 France, and it, it's one of those like really kind of creamy sauces that originally was invented in a mortar and pestle, so it's kind of hand ground mm -hmm. and hand smashed together, and it's uh, um, uh, pesto, uh, Genovese pesto, right? So it's like really big, huge, fragrant, big fat leaves, almost look like spinach leaves, right? Um, then untoasted pine nuts, don't toast them. You can go to hell for stuff like that. Untoasted pine nuts, garlic, um, Parmesan cheese, or actually I take it back. They use Picorino Romano in general. They, they don't mm. use Parmesan cheese. So it's, so it's Picorino Romano cheese, extra virgin olive oil, and it's smashed together as a paste. 
right? So you start off with the garlic and the pine nuts and you kind of make like almost like a pine nut butter out of that. And then you fold in the uh, basil uh, and then uh, you sort of cream it out with the olive oil. So the olive oil is like the last piece. Now, that is a very romantic thing to make and it's wildly inefficient, right? So what I like to do is use a high speed blender and and just dump it and and hit hit it on you know high frappe or, or whatever the super high speed is and just whip it together. Now I like to fold in um, uh, parsley into my pesto. Now a cilantro is kind of like tiptoeing into almost like the flavors of like a chimichurri. And mm. listen, if it's if it's good, who cares, right? I was going to end this with, but how do you feel about chimichurri? Because uh, I love some chimichurri. No, it's great. It's great. So that's that, that's like like a you know good hard red wine vinegar and yeah. and and chili flake and this, so it's kind of like taking a different direction. But I mean, listen, if you're gonna drizzle it out over like pork chops or steak oh, yeah. or chicken, I mean, who who cares, right? Or skirt steak that sounds mm. bomb too, right? Um, but pesto specifically to answer a question, make it in a high speed blender yeah. and then a, a, almost like a a one to one ratio, uh, basil to parsley, right? So the parsley is much sturdier green because pesto uh, is super uh, uh, frag fragile mm. uh, the, and it'll actually start to oxidize fairly quickly right so almost like an avocado um so the uh, so pine nuts garlic uh, um, really great genovese basil olive oil and then i like to add parsley some types of people actually add spinach to it which is cool blend it puree it and then you want to keep the oxygen off of it um, when you finish it. So I like, we have deli containers. I usually buy these by the sleeve of Amazon, the same deli containers that you get takeout food in. Yeah. I literally buy them by the sleeve. So it's like four ounce, eight ounce and a quart size. Uh, so, uh, try, try to put it into the, the, the appropriate size. So it has as, uh, as little oxidation surface as possible, uh, cap it and then pop it into the fridge. It freezes really, really well as well. But that stuff is delicious, man. And then, so the thing with, with pesto, you don't cook pesto, you finish with pesto. Okay. So if you're going to, um, yeah, so if you're going to make a really, really nice pasta, pasta gets cooked in the water, it goes into the pan, you add a little bit of the pasta water to it, a little knob of butter or cream or whatever you want to. And then as the pasta is cooling, you add the pesto in right the last second, but you never bring it back up to the boil. Why is that? Uh, because you're going to kill the color, right? So, okay. so when you heat chlorophyll, uh, it goes from like really neon green and really pretty to like olive drab pretty fast. Chlorophyll? More like borophyll. <laughs> I don't know if anyone got that reference, but um, it's from Billy Madison. Yeah. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I love this question because I don't know how to do it, but I do want to learn. What is the secret? to getting tortillas to poof up when you make them from scratch. So this is really kind of fun too, because, you know, California, we love tacos. You love tacos. I love tacos, right? And, and, you know, um, making tortillas from scratch is kind of like pro level, you know, attempts in the kitchen, right? Now, what's going to give you like that puffy center is steam, right? So it's the masa harina. And, uh, and, and you, you can either, you know, if they're super traditional and made with pork fat, sometimes they use coconut fat. There's usually a fat blended in on the inside and then water and salt. So it's about three, four ingredients that makes the masa meal that actually gets pressed and turned into a tortilla. So a couple of things, a thick tortilla will never puff, right? So it's got to be wafer paper thin, so thin you can almost see through it. So sometimes if you have like one of those really great uh, pressers, like a, you know, it's like a tortilla press. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you'll flip it over one more time, so you press it on one side and flip it over again and press it twice. And then it's got to be a super hot griddle. Um, uh, sometimes those, uh, those tortilla irons get you know, like 600, 700 degrees, super duper hot. So what's, uh, so as soon as the, the moisture that's in the Masarino dough, as soon as that starts to kind of hit like 212 in a certain, in a certain temperature, center temperature, it's going to start to create steam and it's steam is going to create puff. And the puff is what gives you the poof. It's all about the poof. It's all about the poof. <laughs> right. So uh, if you really want to go there, uh, make sure that your, your, your dough itself feels wet. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really important. And uh, the, the Masarina dough uh, does have a tendency. If you make it too far in advance, it'll continue to absorb the liquid that's inside uh, your mix itself. So add a little more water to it and it's gotta be, it can't be like mushy, but it's, it can't be dry either. If you got yeah. dry masa dough, it's never going to puff, but if it's nice and wet, you press up nice and flat, super hot uh, griddle. Uh, you're, you're going to get puff. All right. You're going to get some puff. It's a puff daddy, baby. Um, yeah. Olivia wants to know, what are your thoughts on meal prepping? And do you have any suggestions for someone like me who brings their lunch to work? Um, I, I really like meal prep too, especially if you don't mind eating the same thing a couple of days a week, right? Yeah. Are you cool with that? Like if you make a big pot of soup, could you eat that a couple of days a week? Absolutely. And also when yeah. you're trying to be healthy, I think it makes it a lot easier eating super clean is making a bunch of chicken breasts and rice and broccoli or something like that. Do that for like a week. 
it's the way to go, right? Yeah. So if you want to get, you know, if you want to make a, a big salad kit with there's stuff that you really like in it, right? So you're going to, you know, take some deli containers, you're going to pre-prep some tomatoes, you're going to pre-prep some radishes, uh, you're going to pre-prep, uh, you know, just like like artichoke hearts or, or, or beans or, you know, diced uh, prosciutto or like, or, you know, uh, or chickpeas, whatever you like in your salad. You know, whatever you like in your big stuff salad. And then that way you, you kind of open up your big box of spinach or your big box of like mescaline greens. And then you kind of add your ingredients to that. And you've already got your chicken sort of like perfectly cooked and sliced and ready to go. I think that's great. Now, what we normally do is, is you know, my, my wife, Tolan, who is an exceptional cook. And, and then we we never really know how many because we have two teenagers. Right. So, um, you know, it's it's surprise. There's, you know, four kids uh that are showing up for dinner and you kind of know these things you get about a 15 minute window before they kind of walk in the door and go hey can we eat and so she's always got like something cooking and some really great leftovers going on but uh, but so here's my other thing pasta is great to reheat mm. um don't add your sauce to the pasta keep it separate right so if you know that if you're making if you're cooking uh, say on a sunday or a monday and you want to have enough of this leftover for the week uh, make your sauce, make your pasta, uh, uh, rinse your pasta off in cold water, um, and uh, and then add a little bit of olive oil to it. And we only want to do that just to store it, right? Um, but then, but then, and keep your sauce separate, and then reheat that kind of as you need it. Either pop it in the microwave and warm it up, or heat it up over a pot. Um, because if you add sauce to pasta, because uh, it's, it's a carbohydrate, you know, continue to absorb the sauce, it'll start to dry out. So. Mix it, what they call alo minute, like at, at the moment, right? And then you could have this kind of creamy thing um, as you as you kind of get hungry. But also like soups are great. Like, you know, this time of year, I love split pea soup. Mm -hmm. I love bean soups. I love, you know, beef stew. So make a big pot of something like that. And then, to, so if you think about the recipe, the recipe serves four. Okay, if I double that, I'll have enough to eat for like at least three or four meals a week. And then I'm cool with it. Right. And a little scoop, pop in the microwave, you know, watch a YouTube video, you know, take a shower, go to bed. Like, you know, sometimes these things like you just, it's part of the cycle and not necessarily, not necessarily about the romantic side of like, I want to sit down with my family, and eat a big meal. Cause you know, listen, I get home from the restaurants at like, you know, nine 30, 10, 10 30 at night. And I just want to eat and go to bed, you know? Yeah. And then, so sometimes it's just like heating something up quick and then just, you know, whatever. Speaking of heating stuff up quick, Hank asks, should I throw out my microwave? God, no, man. Do you love your microwave? I love my Absolutely. microwave. Absolutely. I don't know what we would do without it. I honest. love my microwave oven, man. Microwaves are great. I think it's the best way to reheat bread. You know, like so if you take, if you take, if you've got bread that's like yesterday's bread, mm -hmm. um, you could take a, a clean kitchen towel, wet it, right? Wring it out. And then take your loaf of bread, wrap it up in uh, in in the damp towel, and then microwave it uh, for you know a minute and a half, and then it comes out fluffy as if it was just fresh baked. You know, it's the best way to reheat tortillas. Uh, you know, it's like it, it's I, I use my microwave oven all the time, and I think it's great. Isn't there a well-known chef that does like a TikTok thing where he like cooks everything in the microwave? Do you know what I'm talking um, about? I don't, I don't know if I know. I don't know if I know it. Um, um, yeah. I mean, like, listen, I, there's, there's not a chef alive. that doesn't like secretly lo love their microwave oven. Yeah. I, I would, I would be a hypocrite if I said, get rid of it. I love it. I Speaking of gadgets in the kitchen that make things a lot easier. This was something that we suggested to Mario Lopez. I don't know if you remember that, but he freaked out. Brandon wants to know what are the advantages of sous vide cooking? Yeah. So sous vide cooking, you know, it, it 
in the, the day and the age of molecular gastronomy, and it kind of feels like that era has passed a little bit. Okay. It's definitely not on the tip of tongues of, of people who were cooking professionally, right? Um, but we definitely use it. And th- there was a couple of techniques that survived that very creative era. And I think sous vide is one of them. And we use it all the time, right? Specifically in like professional setups, because it's all about control. Right. Because like it doesn't really matter, you know, who is on the line on Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday. If we can, you know, manipulate the control of the product where it's really, really perfect. The only thing that, you know, uh, that eager associate has to do is just kind of like crisp up the crust on the outside and bring up the temperature and it's done. That to me is a very successful menu design. And that I really, really love. You take that at home and and I, I think it could become a little complicated. Right. And so. I always like to think about, you know, I want to taste labor, right? So if if, if you're gonna bag something and then cook it low and slow uh, in you know uh, um, uh, in in, in uh, a water bath submerged where it just where the fats really just starting to kind of like fall apart and it's super unctuous and delicious, like I I better see it on the plate or sometimes it's just not really worth it, right? Like even like in in modern kitchens now because we we use a lot of like plancha cooking, we use a lot of broiler cooking, we use a lot of like uh, classical French techniques. We actually gray stuff instead of just sous vide. So I, I think it's kind of one of those things that feels super trendy he, here. I, I I think is the absolute best way or best uh, outcome using a sous vide immersion stick. And I think that's kind of like, did you have a, a emergent circulator stick? You got yes. one of these? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Do you ever use it? You got it for Christmas a couple of years ago, right? When we first got it, I used it a lot. I would make yeah. uh, like Eggs are great uh, in it, like getting that perfect yolk, that yeah. runny yolk. Um, I did steaks for a while. The yeah. thing that I still use it for is pickles. It makes pickles pretty quickly. Great, right? And and so you you actually use the the um, not the not the um, sous vide stick, but you use your cryovac machine. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Well, I don't. I guess I don't really know what a sous vide. St- I have a sous vide that goes into a pot of water and it sure. recirculates water into a certain temperature. Yeah. And then I, I have exactly. a vacuum sealer thing, so I'll put, you know, the steak or the whatever in that, and then suck out all the air. And then I put that in the sous vide. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So, so sous vide, it's two separate parts to it for people who aren't like crystal clear on what we're talking about, right? So, so it's French for it's a term that means a, a, a cooking under vacuum, right? So you kind of need two pieces to this. You need a a vacuum sealer where you can actually uh, com- compress something and take the air out. So there's so nowhere for any of the delicious flavor to leach out to, right? Yeah. Like, so when you boil a chicken, the, you make chicken broth, but the chicken's sort of bland. And when you roast the chicken, the bottom of the roasting pan is kind of filled with like drippings and fat and that kind of stuff. And then when you sous vide, you lose nothing. Yeah. So I think it's a very, very interesting part. Like our fried chicken at Wayfair Tavern is sous vide mm. uh, before it's fried. So it's a two-part two, two, two part setup. And, and that is like a whole, it's like takes two days to get that chicken on the plate. It's a whole big process, right? But um, but that that aside, you know, if you're if you're a super like prosumer, hobbyist in the kitchen and you want to jump into that, there's a hundred thousand videos on YouTube uh, on how to use those sticks. My favorite way, and you just brought it up a second ago, are eggs, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to make soft poached eggs, which I think technically can be a challenge to poach them in a pot of water with the salt and vinegar. Now, um, if you're going to, I think it's like 
God, what is it? It's like uh, 67 degrees Celsius. I think it's 130 degrees Fahrenheit. If I got that right, somebody correct me and, uh, if, if, I, if I'm wrong. But then you, you put the uh, immersion circulated stick in a pot of water on the counter and then put in a dozen eggs. Mm-hmm. So we're making eggs Benedict for six, right? So it's going to be 12 eggs. Everybody gets two. And then you're going to cook them for, I think it's about 42 minutes, right? And, and But it's 42 minutes that you're not doing anything but watch them sort of like just you know, do their thing in the water. And then you're, you're going to whip together like a little hollandaise. Uh, your pesto will be really nice on top of that. Uh, smoked salmon, cream cheese, grilled tomatoes, you know, grilled veggies, that kind of stuff um, could be really, really nice with that. And last but not least, you're going to toast 12 English muffins or really great sourdough bread. Uh, you could top that off with avocado if you want to make like a really good avocado toast with the poached egg is really great. And then, and then when, when the eggs are done, you can crack them one at a time and like a little bowl and and it's a perfect poached egg it looks just like the egg inside the shell and, and it's absolutely gorgeous and then you spoon that very delicately on top of you know um your your mushy stuff du jour whatever that's going to be cream cheese avocado whatever it's going to be and then you cut it and cut into it and it is so succulent like the yolk is incredible and so that's what i really like from a home perspective on how to use sous vide. Other than that, sometimes I think it's just too much work to actually have to go cryovac things. Now the cryovac machine by itself, I use that all the time because we just, we cryovac stuff and freeze it. Yeah. Right. Like that's bomb. Like if you're going to break something down and cryovac into parts and or pieces, or, you know, if you got a big wheel of cheese and you want to break it up into like smaller pieces and cryovac that, put a label on it, throw it in the freezer. That's a really, really great use uh, for those things. And I use my um, cryovac machine all the time, but, uh, but sous vide is kind of one of those things. You just want to play around with it. Right. I mean, if it's your jam, cool. If not, you're not really missing much, to be honest with you. Right. It, it's, it's very trendy, or at least it used to be very trendy. Um, but, uh, if you want to jump in, jump in, I mean, there's some good things to be had out of it, but it's certainly, you know, it's not necessary. Yeah. I will say this for everyone should have a vacuum sealer, especially, uh, if you like to save money, cause you can go to Costco or a big box store or whatever, and get like a lot of burger meat or like a, like a yeah. lot of chicken stuff. And then you just vacuum seal that, throw it in the freezer and it'll save you so much money and so much time going to the grocery store a lot. And you know what you got, right? You know what you yeah. got in inventory in your house and you can sort of like, okay, then you take it out, you know, uh, uh, put it in the sink with some warm water, throw it out and you've got dinner, you know, halfway thought through in a way. It's also a great way to uh, package up leftovers too, which is nice. This question comes from Kate. I like it. Um, how do you build a repertoire of recipes? I feel like I'm always stuck on repeat. I feel like a lot of people are like that. They know like five things and that's what they do over and over again. You know, um, when it comes to cooking, I, I think the most important thing is to identify your palate, right? Like, what do you really like to cook? Do you really like Italian food? Do you really like the cuisine of Mexico? Uh, do you really like, you know, French food? Do you really like Japanese food or, or whatever you like? Or do you like to sort of, you know, you like farm table stuff and you just like to make stir fries and, you know, and and kind of make it up as you go? Um, I think that's the most important thing. Now, the second thing is, is uh, you know, books are, uh, you know, on one side of it could be kind of a dated way to like, you know, grab uh, recipe information, uh, considering everybody's, you know, making like TikTok videos and reels and that kind of stuff now. Um, but I think there's something really great about it because when you have to write a recipe down, it, you're committed. And we put so much work into testing our recipes to make sure they're absolutely perfect. Like if, if I'm going to just record a video that is going to be on a reel, it kind of feels like 
a highly metabolized kind of fun thought for the afternoon, but I'm not like, it's great. It's delicious, but you're going to kind of wing it with me. But when you, when it comes to like making great recipes that are technically perfect, I mean, test it down to the grain of salt. I think recipe books are always and always will be way to go. There's no doubt about it. Right. Nothing has come up to replace that level of, of like real authenticity yet. Right. But when it comes to like creating, you know, uh, great videos, YouTube, I think is, is, you know, cookbooks come to life, which I think is amazing. Now, to build a repertoire, what I like to do, because I was really thinking about this, uh, do you use the notes application on your phone? What's your what's your favorite note taking app? I use the notes for sure. Notes are great, right? So so what I like to do with with notes on my phone, right? So I so I've got this right here, right? So it's gonna pop up. And then and then you you want to create like inside your folders, right? All your folders that you've got laying around, right? Like I just created one called new recipes. Okay. And then so what I like to do is if you're gonna go on, give me something to look up, give me a recipe. Um, bolognese. Okay, bolognese. Okay, okay. So, um, looking up bolognese sauce, bang. I'm gonna go to there. There's a ton of. Um, how about this? What if what if there's a Tyler Florence bolognese sauce, right? I'm sure there is. Tyler Florence bolognese sauce. All right. Boom. There you go. Five stars. Look at that. Right. So, so th- now this is a, a recipe, right? Four and a half, but close enough, right? Because there, there you go, right? See, now what I'd like to do with this particular thing is like, so the little button on the bottom here, okay, is I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll just grab it, okay? And then I hit copy, okay? So now I've actually saved it on my phone. Yeah. And then I'll go back into notes, right? In my new recipe file folder that I have right there. And then I'll create a new recipe and then I'll hit paste, bang. Now that that uh, URL is recorded inside my own little recipe book that I just created. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like to kind of, you know, because when you're thinking about things, you need a trusted source to capture your thoughts and ideas where you can just sort of put them down. So it doesn't kind of bang around your brain in case you forget about it. I think this is the best way that I use that I record great recipes or if I'm doing research on information, I'll just save it. And then I've got like little files, but about like very specific recipes or types of cooking or whatever it's going to be. That's my way to do it. Daniel asks, fresh or canned tomatoes for sauce? I think both. I think it just depends on the time of the year. I mean, obviously it's like early spring here in like Colorado and it's like, you know, you're not getting any tomatoes uh, anywhere anytime soon, but canned tomatoes are bomb. I I think that those are so incredibly delicious and there's lots of like really great uh, um, uh, products out there. My favorite happens to be uh, uh, Bianco Di Napoli, right? Do you know that brand? I'm sure you do. If you if you saw the label, you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, because A, I think they look cool. <laughs> and that's right, brand. don't they? Yeah. But it's organic tomatoes from California, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like necessarily an Italian brand, but it's Italian, Italian spirit. Um so it's Bianco Di Napoli tomatoes. And uh, because uh, and you asked my wife too. My wife is like um uh she loves to create like perfect little, you know. Oh yeah. Um, shelves in, in our pantry with like product that looks like it comes out of a market. So I think these, like, that's the brand that I go for. I, I think those are great. So organic tomatoes out of California, um, you know, and then it's all really about the sauce, right? So the sauce has to be super important too, because like when you, you know, what I like about canned tomatoes, because they're, they're picked at the peak of flavor and, and the, the dog days of late summer, and the Roma tomatoes specifically, which are the best tomatoes designed for sauce. When we grow tomatoes in the summer, we go three different sizes. We grow small tomatoes for salads, 
We grow big, huge heirloom tomatoes for sandwiches. And then we grow medium tomatoes for sauce, right? And the medium tomatoes are what we put the most effort into and grow the most of because we start to can stuff uh, right before the winter hits. And so, so the so canned tomatoes specifically are Roman tomatoes that are picked at the right of the season, and then they're steamed because to get the skin off, and then they're packaged. So when you crack it open, you can kind of smell the summer, which I think is really really nice, right? Yeah. And then if if you hand crush them, and, you know, start off with a little bit of garlic, a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, a little bit of minced onion, uh, a little bit of chili flake, bacon if you want to go crazy with that, saute that down, add your tomatoes to it. Um, a little splash of sugar just to kind of balance out the acidity and let that start to simmer and then toss that in pasta. You've got something that's quick and easy. And then you're kind of using canned tomatoes all the time. And it's one for one with fresh tomatoes in the summer. It's just a different flavor. So once you, you're using fresh tomatoes in the summer, then I, I think that's like, like the pinnacle of tasting very specific seasonality when it comes to food, right? Like you're tasting summer at its height of flavor. When we're talking about not just necessarily like tomato season, not tomato month, but tomato week. And that's like the second week of September. And that's when they're just incredible. They're just incredible. So that, those are to me, like, like I, I like both. And, you know, I can make a really great dinner with both, especially like canned tomatoes. If we're going to make a really, really nice, like, like a bolognese, or if we're going to make like a nice, like ragu with like wanchale, like, you know, pork jowl or something like that. I, I think canned tomatoes are a little better uh, because like fresh tomatoes to me, when I'm making fresh tomatoes, it's all about seafood, right? It's light, fresh, clean. But if I want like a hearty flavor with like meat, pork fat, that kind of stuff, I like canned Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. 
berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is a good question from Ashley. Uh, I have this problem too. Ashley says, how the hell do I cook in my stainless steel cookware? Everything sticks. I think that's kind of one of the biggest problems that people have when it comes to cooking is just performance, right? So stainless steel cookware, um, so we're talking about uh, 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 not nonstick cookware, not nonstick yeah. cookware is separate, right? But if you're talking about a, a, a straight up non straight up stainless steel saute pan, right? So I think it's really important. You got to do a couple of things, right? You got to take your protein now and you have to temper it, right? So we were talking about that in South by Southwest with steaks, right? So you yeah. want to make sure, you know, it cooks a little faster. Um, and, and most importantly, when you're sauteing something, because there's a thing called temperature displacement, right? So if you take cold protein, that's going to be, a, you know, steak, chicken, pork, whatever it's going to be out of the refrigerator and put it into a saute pan, you're going to take the temperature of the saute pan and it's going to plummet. Right. So, so you, and, and then that high heat is, is what's going to create the nonstick surface where the proteins start to caramelize and get crispy and then not stick. But, but if you're going to put cold food in a hot pan, it's going to stick every single mm. time. So that's, that's another, that's one big thing I think you got to look out for when you're sauteing things in a saute pan is just to make sure you're, you're tempering your, your meat, leave it out for a half an hour, just let it warm up a little bit. Right. Now, the other thing is to make sure that, that your pan's super hot. So if you put uh, cold protein in a cold pan, that's going to stick too, right? So so take your saute pan, make sure you preheat it, right? Let it start to warm up and then add room temperature olive oil after the pan is already heated, right? And then let that come up to a gentle smoke, right? And then j- just when you see the 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 extra virgin olive oil, whatever we're going to use, because it kind of doesn't matter, right? It would just start to smoke ever so slightly. Um, then you're in really, really good shape. Now, the third thing, which I think is really important is make sure that your protein is dry. All right. So if you, if you take your protein out of the package that it comes in from the grocery store and it feels a little tacky on top, that moisture will steam and stick before the protein will sear and, and, and release in the saute pan. So the last thing you want to do is make sure you pat it off super dry hit it with some salt, hit it with some pepper, whatever you want to do, and then drop it in. Um, if I could do a live demo right now, I could show you. It's kind of one of my magic tricks in the kitchen. Like I can cook anything in any pan and it never sticks ever, ever, ever. Oh. But it's just a couple of little like tips. You know, it's like, make sure you temper your meat, make sure your, your pans are preheated and make sure you dry off your protein. And I think that's a really great step in the direction. I saw something on TikTok uh, that was saying, you need to get the pan so hot that water the beads around the pan. Is that right? Yeah. I, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think there, there can be a thing where it's too hot, right? Okay. So if you're starting to, if your pan is starting to turn colors, right. If it started to turn blue, uh, it's a little hot, right? Yeah. Cause the last thing you want to do is, is burn something when you drop it in. So, and, and, and the last thing you want to do is, is, uh, and all the other thing that's really important with drying off the moisture of the protein is to mitigate any sort of uh, sparks or splashes or pops uh, because that moisture, what's popping is water, right? Yeah. And so, so you want to make sure it's super dry and then drop it in and you want to drop it in fairly 
fairly close. You don't want to drop it in high because it, you know the olive oil is going to splash, but drop it in fairly close to the bottom of the saute pan and always away from you, never towards you, right? Because if it's going to splash, you want to splash the back splash and not splash your own, right? Yeah. So drop it away from you very, very carefully. And I promise you, like, it's never going to stick. I'm, I'm re- I, you know, the next time we get together and we cook, I'll show you how to do this and we'll record it and pop it up. Yeah. But it's one of those like little simple magic tricks. It's just like, okay, that's great. Okay. I, I'm excited for that because mine always sticks. Actually, I remember when I was on Worst Cooks, one of my big problems was I was cooking fish in a stainless steel uh, pan for my final cook. Yeah. And it kept on sticking. And so I remember Anne was like, we're just going to use a nonstick pan. Like, we're not messing with this. And so it's well, something that's always plagued me. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you're in competition, it's like you just can't even mess around. Like, yeah. don't, don't even start. Um, but um, if you know what might be kind of fun, we mm. should take a couple of these things and you and I kind of hop on at like an IG live on our yeah. two dudes in a kitchen uh, Instagram page and start to kind of test through some of these things in real time. So I think it could be kind of fun because you can be in LA, I can be in San Francisco. We could yeah. you know, test these things and kind of have the same mise en place set up and just kind of mm-hmm. do it one at a time. It's good. That's a good idea. I love that. Yeah. Max asks, I'm a big fan of hot sauce. Me too, Max. Do either of you have a good recipe that uses hot sauce or a brand of hot sauce that is your favorite? Yeah. Um, you, you like hot sauce, right? I love hot sauce. Yeah. I, I, I'm I a chili head. I love hot sauce. Um, I grow probably 12 to 15 different varieties of chilies mm-hmm. in my garden in the backyard. And they go from, you know, jalapeno, which would be the most mild, up to Carolina Reapers, which just like, rip your eyes out. Like, and I I just love it. I mean, I love the flavor profile of all the different kinds of chilies that we use and, and, and you know, the different purposes that you use them for. Now, my favorite kind of chili uh, chili sauce, right, it is is not like, like Tabasco, uh, that, that type of like vinegar-based hot sauce. Yep. I'm not a big fan of. Do you like that kind of, do you like it? I think it's great for when you're eating Cajun food. I think like yeah. Tabasco and Louisiana is great in jambalaya or a gumbo, but I don't like it on like it, nothing infuriates me more than when I go and order tacos and all they have is Tabasco. Yeah. Like right. that's like, what is, insane what is that? to me. Don't be lazy. Yeah. Right. So like, I, I think if you're going to make like a really nice green chili sauce from scratch, I mm-hmm. think if you like, so like a chili verde with like, so a pot of water, a little, little splash of vinegar, a little bit of salt, um, uh, an onion, just rough chopped, um, a handful of, you know, garlic cloves kind of thrown in there, uh, a little bit of cumin seed, which I think is kind of nice. Um, and then, um, uh, and then, uh, uh, jalapenos, serrano is my favorite all time favorite chili, but, uh, jalapenos cut in half. And you can, if you, if you want to go there, leave the seeds in, if you want to sort of mitigate some of the chili heat, you can take it out, no judgment, whatever. Yeah, throw them in, throw them in the pot, and kind of blanch them as they start to cook together. Now you want to put that, let that cool down completely. Now add all that stuff to uh, a blender with a nice big handful of fresh cilantro and lime juice at the end, and puree until it's nice, nice and green and and, and fresh and uh, vibrant. That's great on a taco. That's delicious on a taco. But if you're making this hot sauce, do you does it have to ferment? Does it have to like age for a little bit? Uh, n- not that specifically, cause that's more okay. like a salsa, like a fresh salsa, but like, yeah. like, but my, and I, I'm going to send you some of my chili sauce. I mean, last year, my, I call it Sicilian slap. Okay. I like right? that. And it's a 14 day lacto fermented chili sauce, which, which is really, really great. Cause like to me, like there, there's lots of like, like Korean chili paste, you know that? Have you had that before? Yes. No, I yeah. Love like, 
that that it could be because it's fermented. It's it's not blended yeah. with vinegar. It's so it's like it has like like lactobacillus acid to me is is a much more interesting flavor profile than like vinegar, right? And so like those are the things I think are particularly delicious because they just like they 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 it hits different on the palate, right? Yeah, it's fresher, it's cleaner, it's really about the chili heat, it's about the fermentation, and I think those are are particularly outstandingly delicious versus like something that has like a kind of like a vinegar base to it. It's just not my thing. I mean, so it's like spicy sour versus spicy fresh. Yeah, right. I, I prefer spicy fresh, right? But I'm a huge uh, uh, chili head uh, all day long. I absolutely. Now, the other part of the question was, what's your favorite brand of hot sauce? Do you have a favorite brand? Um, Gosh, let, let me think about it. You, you know what we did? Uh, have you ever seen Hot Ones? You've seen Hot Ones on YouTube? Yes. I want so times. badly want to be on that show one day. I did too. You, we should do it together. Yeah. <laughs> we should do it. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. We should. Now now we got a reason why. We're, yeah. You and I are going to do that together. I think that'd be fantastic. So the my daughter got me this. Uh, got, got me this last year for Christmas, but it's like the Hot Ones hot sauce kit. Yeah. You know, so I, I made, I don't know, a hundred wings. We just kind of put them on a couple of sheet pans. We had some friends over and we did like the, you know, eight rounds of like hot sauce on the way up to like the bomb, which is just like stupid hot just for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, I think those, those, those are super fun. There's so many, like, God, there's like a hundred thousand hot sauces out there. I just got, you know, Steve-O just sent me his hot sauce. Really? Kind of, kind of silly. Um, but uh, yeah, there's just so many really, really amazing things. But I, I got to tell you, like fermented Korean chili paste, I think it's probably my all time favorite chili condiment but i I, but listen here's the deal i think if you're if you're a big chili head and you you want to take it to the next level and you want to get on on the chili crunch train fucking choo choo all aboard man you know you like chili crunch yeah yeah i mean chili crunch is is the jam have you made it from scratch before no okay i'm I'm gonna riff on a recipe off the top of my head right this is not specific with any sort of uh ingredient amounts but i'm gonna give you the ingredients right so you want to take a pot of vegetable oil you want to warm it up and not much we're talking about maybe i don't know it's probably maybe two cups of vegetable oil you want to take a big knob of ginger peel it um and then throw the ginger into the oil and you're going to slowly warm the oil up right you don't want to fry it um in the next couple of steps of things that that are going to go into the oil it's all at a low temperature you just want to extract it right so oil ginger let that become nice and fragrant on a really really low temperature and let that start to cook now the next thing you're going to do is you're going to chop up shallots you're going to chop up garlic you want to, you want to cut the shallot into circles right and then you want to take the garlic and you want to finely mince that okay okay i i need to revise i have made this before you have it's made fire. this before yes okay so so then then tell tell me tell me if you if your recipe is different from mine cuz i think there's a couple of different ways to do this right okay but here this is like good one on one great chili crunch you can make today right and now this is like the super condiment this is the thing you can put on pizza, you can put on pasta, you can put on scrambled mm-hmm. egg. This is the jam, right? And also what I like about this is not like, again, it's just great chili heat. Like I prefer chili oil over chili sauce, right? And and uh, uh, and I'm going to send you some uh, chili oil that, that I make with my good friends uh, in, in Enzo in, um, in Fresno, California. It's called Devil's Tears. Oh, I like that. Did I tell you about this? It's yes, like the yeah. devil's crying in your food. Yeah. So good. Um, so anyway, so, okay. So, so ginger in the pot of oil, uh, you're going to cook that until it becomes nice and fragrant. And then you're going to take it out. Right. So then you're going to chop up shallots and garlic, cut the shallots and the rings, finely mince the garlic. Now that's going to go into the pot of ginger oil. And then you're going to slowly fry that. And for maybe 15 minutes, slowly, 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 you're going to develop the sugars and the, and the uh, shallots and the garlic. And you want to fry it. You basically you're dehydrating the oil. You're not even frying. You're dehydrating the oil. 
until it gets nice and crisp, right? And then that's the crisp and the chili crisp. That's the crispy stuff, right? So then in a separate bowl, you want to add red chili flake. Then you want to add toasted sesame seeds. They got to be toasted, right? Then you want to add um, a little bit of uh, a little bit of sugar, right? You can add honey if you want to, but a little bit of brown sugar is kind of nice, right? And uh, and then um, and then I think if you want to add a little bit of like Korean chili paste to this too for like a nice kind of fermented umami bomb, right? I th- just I just put it right on top. We're gonna dissolve it all in just a second, right? So now you're going to take your pot of oil with your crispy garlic, your crispy um, uh, shallots, and then you're just going to pour all this stuff straight onto the red chili flake with the sesame seeds, right? And then you start to stir this up. Now it's going to fry mm-hmm. the uh, the red chili flakes, and then it's going to immediately turn red because the the um, the capsaicin and the chili, like those bright red colors, it's going to start to turn that sort of like traditional like chili crisp red. Then you just want to balance that with like a little splash of soy sauce to kind of give it some sodium right on the back end. And then sometimes I like to hit it with like a little lemon juice, right? Just kind of so if it needs like a fresher hit to it, but stir that together and tell me that's not the best thing you've ever tasted in your entire life. Now it has sort of like an overtly like Asian flavor profile, especially with the Korean chili paste because it just tastes like it tastes like Korean food, which I love. We did a version of this uh, for the South Beach Food and Wine Festival for oyster roast that we used um, New Mexican dry chilies and pork chicharron. Ooh, fire. That sounds very good. On roasted oysters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So good. So good. So I, I, cause I, to me, like, I just think chilies are God's gift to like a chef, if you really know mm-hmm. how to do them. And I, I think a lot of American chefs, like European chefs don't really know how to use chili all that much. Um, but, uh, but Chinese chefs rocket, Mexican chefs rocket. Yeah. I think a lot of American chefs, that's just sort of our jam. Like I love, love, love chili for sure. And, and chili crisp is like my new sort of like go-to, I mean, it's definitely been popular for, and again, there's a thousand videos on YouTube about how to do it. Yeah. Um, but, um, but you know, make it, I think that's your jam. If you really like chili sauce, lacto, lacto uh, fermentation is, is a super fun project. I have like like super high tech um, like scientific fermentation jars that have like a, a seal on top that or, that allows the the fermentation gas to escape so the, so it burps right yeah uh, and and I usually uh, ferment it for about fourteen days and then and then puree it all strain it and then I'll bring it up uh, uh, to temperature in a saute pan or in a uh, sorry a sauce pot I'll add uh, a tiny bit of touch of, of soy lecithin just to sort of stabilize it from a consistency standpoint and then I'll bring it up to like a, about one. 45 to kind of kill off the bacteria because you don't want to continue to ferment. And then, and then I chill it down and then bottle it up and I give it to everybody. And it's just awesome. Sicilian slap. Do you uh, make your own kimchi? Um, I have before, uh, Matt Macera, our corporate culinary director makes really, he makes great kimchi. So I just let him do it. Um, yeah. uh, uh, but uh, I like kimchi in the fermentation world. It's also really good for you too. Right. I mean, that, that that's like healthy bacteria in your gut. That's like, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's like sauerkraut, kimchi, all those things are just going to add like really good uh, 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 flora to your to your gut, you know, nice biome kind of stuff. That's I do feel like kimchi is kind of having a moment right now. I feel like it's very popular. Kimchi is great. Yeah, so kimchi is basically, you know, Korean chili paste. And again, there's a thousand ways to make this right. But it's like it's it's uh, it's sugar, Korean chili paste. Um, um, cabbage, cabbage. You add carrots, garlic, ginger, um, a lot of different like kinds of uh, extra ingredients you can add to that, and then and then you just let it ferment and basically in salt water, yeah. right? And until like lactobacillus bacteria starts to take over, and then it starts to evolve in this like just spectacular flavor profile. It stinks to high heaven. Mm-hmm. 
but man, does it taste really good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. I could do this forever, by the way. And I appreciate yeah. these questions because I think it's kind of fun because there's things that we talk, talk about kind of like real time, but there's things that you're thinking about. And we want to know what you're thinking about because that's what two dudes in the kitchen is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. I highlighted this one because because I like it. And it's a good question, I think, for you. This comes from Spencer. Uh, if you could only serve one sandwich on your menu, what is your choice and why? Okay. So, okay. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, ready. So Molinari, uh, this 100-year-old delicatessen in North Beach in San Francisco, right? We'll start there. Okay. All right. So they make a really, really beautiful focaccia. So it's like it's like it's like a you know high moisture, really great yeasty kind of puffy crispy dough that they they make into like sandwich loaves. All right. Yeah. So it's kind of aerated, it's puffy, it's focaccia, right? So then you're going to cut that open. All right. You're going to smear it with, uh, so it's, so it's Molinari focaccia. You're going to slice that open and you're going to smear it with mayonnaise. I like, don't be stingy with the mayonnaise. Yes. Yeah. Now, mortadella. Do you like mortadella? I love mortadella. Mortadella is the thing, right? So shave mortadella. Now you can, you can go, you can be a purist with this if you want, right? Or you can add some, some bells and whistles. And either way, I think you're going to get to the good spot. So I like Molinari, um, 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 sandwiches, which are just, if you ever get a chance to hit them up in San Francisco, they're, they're just spectacular. But mortadella is something really incredibly special about it, right? It's like the texture of the, of the bologna, basically it's bologna, with like pistachios and salt and fat. It's fantastic. Now I like it with, um, with uh, mozzarella. And then I like like roasted peppers on top of that. Ooh. And then I think you cut that in half. And I think that, and sometimes you can get heated. I like it cold too, but I, I think that's the world's greatest sandwich. But it's but it's Molinari, mortadella, and Molinari focaccia. Don't even come at me with anything else. They, so they only sell this at the Molinari delicatessen. In Next San time you're in San Francisco, we'll go. We'll have, we'll have okay. like a moment, you and me, bro. All right. Yeah, I'm there. I'll, I'll, I'll let you on the inside. All right. I'll show you around. That, I'll, no, I'll, I'll take I'll, you. I'll take you where the cool kids go. All right. I need that because I'm not cool. Um, so you're I getting there, man. You're getting there, bro. I know. I mean, how, right. how do you like hanging out on like a, a hardcore food podcast like this? It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. The, my only problem with it is that I'm always super hungry at the end of it. Like I'm like, okay, well, I gotta go make a. Now I gotta go make a sandwich. I gotta fly to San Francisco to get some of this cheese, apparently. Yeah. Um, but I think that's good. Like I, I think that you should. Like the whole point of this show is that it makes you hungry, but it really does make me hungry. Well, I, I think it, it should make you hungry. I, I think it should give you something to think about. I think it should get you know be entertaining. Yeah. And I think hopefully it's kind of makes you feel more confident in the kitchen when you're kind of messing about. And also it's a great place for foodies just to hang out with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. We've had so many great guests. Uh, two dudes is becoming a thing. Congratulations on this, by the way. I'm, I'm just so excited about it. Yeah. Um. So keep the questions coming, everybody. We we just love the stuff. We love the interaction. Um. You know, I I, I actually had uh, I had. No joke. Two people at the airport uh, stop me and say they they've listened to the podcast and they love it. Oh, nice. Um, and so it's really starting to become like this thing. Yeah. That people are like starting to grab onto. So we're we're in, man. I love that. Everyone, um, yeah. Go follow us on Instagram at the uh, Two Dudes in a Kitchen Instagram. That's where you can uh, ask us questions. We're going to do another one of these episodes because I think as much as I love having guests on and and people who are jazzed about food and cooking and stuff. Um, I think episodes like this are the most informative for someone like me who wants to become a better cook. And I think a lot of people out there uh, feel the same way. So, yeah, there's there's bells and whistles and then there's nuts and bolts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the nuts and bolts. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
Um, all right. Well, we'll be back again, bigger and better than ever next week on Two Dudes in the Kitchen. All right, buddy. Have a great week. Thank you, everybody. See all right. Week. See you, bud. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. <laughs> we'll take that. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Day, smart metabolic burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's getsmartburn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with smart metabolic burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.